0: I'm Kim Grinolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. We will be breaking down position by position for spring football today. We will be breaking down the offensive line. Before we get into that, just a quick reminder, if you're looking for those daily updates as well as any breaking news alerts, make sure and shoot us a note. Husky at gmail.com. Subject line newsletter will go ahead and get you those daily updates. Spring football just around the corner starting April 3rd. Most of the practices are in the morning. If there's any breaking news, like Coach Mike Hopkins signing a new contract extension or anything that comes out of the football practice, any commitments, we'll get you all of those breaking news and just get you also just the daily goings on for your Husky football, Husky basketball, and whatever else is going on, University of Washington Athletics uh, that uh, applies but offensive line Scott they lose Caleb McGarry but they've got an awful lot coming back let's just go ahead and start off with the inside guys the guards and centers and I think we have to start off with the guy in the middle who makes it all run Nick Harris
1: yeah Nick Harris you know a guy who started out you know I still remember Chris Strausser talking to me about it um, after he signed and. and He said, you know, Nick Harris isn't going to move the needle as far as recruiting is concerned, and a lot of people are going to think we're settling, but this kid can play. He's a really good player, sound technician, and he said, we just need to get him a little bit bigger. And uh, what he did, all he did was come in and start against Utah in 2016, and uh, basically hasn't relinquished his starting spot. He started at right guard for two years, moved over to center last year, which is a position he was recruited to play. And uh, the coaches have basically said he and Luke Wattenberg, his teammate from high school and, and still very good friend. Uh, those are the two most cerebral guys right. along the offensive line. And
0: it's kind of funny. Nick You know, tells us he's been hurt since the eighth grade. And it's. I almost feel like if he feels good, I should go whack him on the knee because he's always hurt. That's the norm for Nick Harris. He's a tough
1: kid. Yeah. Yeah, if he plays like he plays right now and he's always been hurt, um, I'm wondering how good he'd be if he was healthy. So uh, that might just be his norm, though, is to be dinged up all the time.
0: They've got a lot of talent on the inside, you know, and the guy that started last year. And if you would have asked us when he signed and committed, if he would be a starter his redshirt freshman year, I don't think any either of us would have agreed that Jackson Kirkland would have been a starter this early. But he started early and he played really well. And he's a massive, massive man.
1: Yeah, he started all 14 games uh, for the Huskies last year. Um, Big physical guy. Uh, You know, Kim, if somebody had said he's going to start as a redshirt freshman, I would have believed that. You know, either Caleb McGarry or Trey Adams was or Jared Hilbers would have gone down and that's when he would have ended up starting, not actually being uh, winning the starting job at right guard. I thought he would have been more of a tackle. He's a big kid, very high waisted and uh, just really grinds and get asked, af- gets after it. I think he's a uh I, I don't. I don't want to say he's an all-American guy because we just don't know how much he's going to develop. But I see a definite pack, all pac twelve guy uh, over the last over the next three years.
0: Luke Wattenberg was a highly touted guy coming out of high school. We talked about it a number of t- times how he kind of got set back and really started behind the pack with the illness that he got as a freshman came in, he lost a lot of weight, took a while for him to build that up, especially during the season. But uh, Luke Wattenberg has been a very, very steady player at not only guard, but he moved out to tackle for a while when Caleb, uh, excuse me, Trey Adams went down and uh, uh, a lot of people, lots of like a lot about Luke Wattenberg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that they finally got him settled in at, at left guard, he's a guy that, um, you know, started every game at left guard, I believe last year. If not, I think he might've missed one game, but um, he he's a guy that, uh, like I said earlier when we were talking About Nick Harris those two are considered The most cerebral guys along The offensive line they're the ones who know their Assignments they know the assignments of the rest of the The uh, the line And and what needs to be done they're the ones Who call out the adjustments and everything like that So um, a, a guy who Won't wow you with his overall physicality But his game is more Finesse and it's more of a as a technician In there and and he's Done really really well in his one year Of starting at left guard I think we're going to see a him take another step in the right direction this fall
0: a lot of another guy who seems to have been around forever out of Bellevue high school um uh Henry Roberts <laughs> got tongue tied there uh Henry's got all the physical tools in the world he's just a really nice kid if he ever develops that nasty angry streak um I think he could be a very very good player but uh I don't know if he's going to be uh, able to snag a starting, starting job but uh, nice depth to have with Henry Roberts
1: Well, absolutely. And, you know, when he came in, everybody thought he was the surefire star of that class. And I believe it was Jared Hilbers, Trey Adams and Henry Roberts all coming in together and um, and so far actually Trey Adams is kind of the guy who's been the star of that group. And, uh, Jared Hilbers has actually played really well. So Henry is a guy that he's got all the physical traits. I just don't know if he has that mentality to just grind on guys and to get after it and, and be physical and kind of be a nasty guy out there. He isn't that kind of a player. He isn't, I don't think he has that personality, but he's still a talented guy. And the coaches have said over and over, if we can get him over the hump of, just feeling confident and everything like that, he'd be one of our best offensive linemen. But at this point that hasn't been the case.
0: Like I said, one of my favorite kids, you know, he'll always greet you with a smile. Yes, sir. No, sir. One of the nicest, politest kids there is. And you know, he works hard. You take a look at him. He, I mean, he's built. I mean, he's ripped. He's doing the work in the weight room. Just got to get over that hump on the field and get a little bit of nastiness and consistency. And uh, so I think it's all upstairs with Henry. But if he's able to put it together, they're going to have a nice player in uh, Henry Roberts. The guy. Yeah,
1: the, the, and this is the year he needs to do it because it's his senior year. So if he's going to do it, it's got to be new now.
0: A guy that's kind of flying under the radar, you know, is a guy who's not local, was red-shirted last year. He's a big, big man, and I'm really interested to see what this guy does in the spring. Victor Kern out of Texas.
1: Yeah, he was the, coming out of high school, he was the number one offensive lineman out of the Houston area, regardless of a uh, size of school. So you're, t- he went to a little school, which would be more like a single a school here in the state of Washington. And he was rated the best offensive lineman out of the Houston area. And that's compared to guys who are playing five, A football. So um, really talented player uh, plays with that bit of nastiness that we were talking that Henry Roberts needs to get. This kid has it naturally and, and uh, could play guard, could play tackle. He's got that ability. Um, He did play tackle in high school, but uh, I think the coaches really like him inside, uh, like the possibility of moving him inside and letting him get after it, because I believe he's only six foot four and about 300 pounds. So um, I just don't know if he has that that length that you're looking for on the edge. But one way or the other, I think the Husky coaches are going to figure out a way to get him at the very least some reps every game, let him sub in a little bit here or there um, at different positions and let him get some reps because he really is the future future at one of the guard spots, in my opinion,
0: MJ, all is he the biggest guy on the team?
1: Oh, I, I, well, from a weight standpoint, yes, uh, height, not quite, but he's, he's close. So, um, you know, <clears throat> I've said it before and I, and I said it in, in my preview, there might not be a guy on the team that I'm more excited to see this spring and then in fall camp than MJ Olle because with his size and with his physicality and with the way he plays football, He's so raw that um, when he showed up, you know, he, they basically told him you're going to block down on this and you're going to block out. And this is your guy. Once he gets that stuff down, the mental aspects of the game, he is going to be special. I mean, this is a guy who I was I was hesitant to say uh, an all-American thing for uh, Jackson Kirkland. Uh, MJ alle, if it clicks for him, he's an all-American. He is that talented.
0: When they bring in that extra offensive lineman like they did, you know, the past couple of years where they do it once in a while down on the goal line where either Caleb McGarry is uh, out is on the end or uh, Trey Adams is on the end and they bring that extra interior lineman in. I could easily see MJ all down on the goal line because he's just so wide.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we saw him in fall camp, and there were a couple times when he was just destroying guys. And and we're talking guys like uh, Greg Gaines and guys like um, uh, uh, Johnson, you know (laughs) – Jalen Johnson. Sorry, I was totally like you having a tongue tied there, but I mean, just real talented guys. And he was just ragdolling him. And um, I think this is something that um, should scare the the bejesus out of the rest of the Pac-12. If this guy gets it to click.
0: Cole Norga, kind of a guy who just, you know, we haven't seen much of him underclassmen. Rich, I think he was a richer freshman last year, Scott.
1: Yes. Yes, he was.
0: And, you know, he's being recruited to play center. Let's talk about two guys in the same breath in Cole Norgard and um, uh, Corey Luciano, the JC transfer that they brought in. But I think those two are going to battle for the backup center job.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the case The you know, Scott Huff really likes his guy and most offensive line coaches like their their. Uh, linemen to be versatile and can play multiple positions well when you talk let's go to Corey Luciano he's played um every guard spot and every tackle spot on the offensive line um since he, he was in high school so he's got all of that experience he can play center he's another cerebral guy very smart uh red last year at uh I'm trying to I'm trying to remember I think it was Di- <clears throat> Diablo Valley he ended up tearing his meniscus so he uh, ended up redshirting last year so he comes to Washington with three years to play three. I think Washington's gonna work him in as the possible successor to uh, Nick Harris um you know once he graduates following this season and uh, like you said Kim I think he and Cole Norgard will battle it out for that spot Norgard is a guy who could play guard or center same with Corey Luciano's Corey Luciano's about 6 three whereas Cole Norgard, I believe, is six four, six five, so he's a little bit taller. But, uh, yeah, Washington has a couple nice guys to throw in the depth there. It'll be interesting to see how they work him in, who gets the reps as the second center and things like that, because we all, right. we'd also heard some some things that Luke Wattenberg might get some some reps at center too. So, Which would just make a ton of sense. Oh, I know. Absolutely. A guy that cerebral, you want him playing in the pivot. So, um, you know, we'll just kind of see. I, th- that's what spring is for. I hope people aren't going to get dismayed at, well, why isn't this guy playing more? And why isn't that guy playing more? And why is this guy playing over here and that guy playing over there? That's what spring is for. It's for the coaches to experiment and see who does well. They want to get guys on film and seeing how they progress at different positions, how they handle different scenarios. Blitzes, blitz pickup, all those different things. They want to see a lot of those things, so you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching during the spring.
0: Uh, the, the freshman uh, Troy Font is he actually in camp?
1: Yeah, yeah. All the offensive linemen um, from the from the 2019 class are all on campus. Um, Nate Kalepo uh, will be here shortly. And uh, but Julius Bulow and we'll talk about Kalepo and and Bulow here in a second. But those two are are, are going to be our Bulow is already here. Nate Kalepo enrolls at the end of this month. Right. Um, And then uh, Luciano and uh, Troy Fautanu are already on campus as well.
0: Fautano, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on him. Uh, a lot of people think he's a little bit of a sleeper and he may be the steel of the class. So he's a guy we'll definitely keep an eye on. Haven't been able to see him in person yet, but we'll get a good look, see a couple of walk-ons on the inside. Will Plisku, who I thought was a great addition, if you can get a guy like that as a walk-on, uh, and then Noah Hellyer, the two walk-ons. Anything to say about those guys?
1: Well, well, I'll, I'll definitely talk about Fautano. We saw him at the Husky Combine. The guy looks ripped and he looks ready to go. I think if there's a surefire uh, guy who could see the field this year and not use his red shirt season like he would burn his red shirt this year he'll play in more than four games it'll be Troy Fautanu because I think he's that talented and the coaches when they got him you have to believe I, I know that I asked um, coach Huff how excited he was this is after they signed in December I asked coach Huff how excited he was when when uh, Fautanu signed and he goes, we could not be happier. He goes, as good as Trey Adams has been, this guy I think is the best guy we've signed in a long, long time here at the University of Washington.
0: Trey Adams should be an All-American candidate again going into this year. He pretty much was out a year when he came back. He was still a little rusty, but, boy, even rusty Trey Adams played really, really well. Big expectation from the big guy from Wenatchee.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you're six eight and about 310, 315 pounds, whatever he is, You know, it's it takes a little bit to get back when you tear a knee up. You know, you have to get that confidence level, but you also have to just really have be able to hold the weight and move like you like you're used to and everything like that. I personally think you're going to see the Trey Adams of old, like his junior season or better, uh, when when he gets out on the field um, this fall. But this spring is just going to be another thing. I'm wondering if the coaches will will you know just be hesitant with him. I don't want them to you know, be, you don't want him to be hesitant to the standpoint where they don't play him at all, but just let him kind of work his way into it, ease his way in, get him some reps at left tackle, but also throw Jared Hilbers in there, maybe throw Henry Robertson, or I'm sorry, Henry Bainavalu in there. You know, Washington um, needs Trey Adams to be out there for 14, 15 games, however many games they end up playing this year. And a guy like him protecting whoever the quarterback is, Uh, for the University of Washington is going to be huge.
0: Jared Hilbers uh, stood in a lot for Trey Adams last year. Um, Not a lot of people talked about him, which is probably a good thing. He didn't give up many sacks, I can recall, but Jared Hilbers played really well, and he's a guy that can slide in for Trey Adams on, on the left side, but I think he's a candidate to be that starter over on the right side, probably the leading candidate at this point in time to start at right tackle.
1: I absolutely agree with you, Kim. Uh, I think he and Henry Baynivalo are going to be the two guys who are really battling it out for that right tackle spot. We'll have to see, but I think those are the two guys who are going to end up battling it out. And uh, I'm really interested to see how that battle goes. But uh, Hilbers is a guy, Kim, like you mentioned. Man, he is. He was just. He was so solid. He didn't seem to be f- uh, um, um, intimidated by by the prospect of facing off against. Auburn in the first time that he, I believe it was the first time he ever started a game. Um, He ended up um, really holding his own all year. He was unflappable, I think, Uh, really played well throughout the year and uh, is a nice, at the very least, he's a nice third tackle to bring off the bench, but I think he's probably going to end up taking over for Caleb McGarry at right tackle.
0: Solid, not spectacular, but you'll take solid all day long.
1: Absolutely. When you talk about an offensive lineman, of course, you want guys who are going to be spectacular and all that different thing and completely shut down aside. But if you can get solid out of all five of your offensive linemen, you're doing really well on the offensive line.
0: Henry Bainavalu, Scott, out of Skyline High School, is a guy that we you know, knew quite a bit coming out of high school, but he's completely transformed his body. Another one of those guys that I'd classify as a large human.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, saw him at the Husky Combine. He's got shoulder definition. His arms are bigger. His legs are bigger. He's actually cut a little bit of weight. He's 315 now. They want him around 310. Um, Washington's really excited about what he brings to the table. The key with Henry is really going to be the offense and picking it up because um, I don't know if um, people know this, but after every game or after every practice, the coaches um, give different pl- give the players a uh, quiz about their assignments and everything like that. Well, Henry didn't do very well on his um, from what we had heard. Um, You know, he, he, he just had had a little bit of problems picking up the offense and his assignments. And as long as he can pick those up, then I think that that's something you'll see. Um, him get more reps and because he's talented enough to be a starter and like I said about MJ Ali I think Henry Benavalo in the long run has the capability of being an All-American candidate he's that talented
0: he did get reps last year
1: he did he did get reps last year but uh Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch his battle with Jared Hilbers, who I believe they will battle for that right tackle spot. Um, they could slide him inside. He's got the height that you could put him inside and, and he wouldn't struggle with that either. And he plays physical. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up inside at guard somewhere, but, uh, I think they really want him out at tackle, um, maybe being Trey Adams successor eventually. So, um, real interesting to watch how they, how they decide to use him this spring.
0: Another guy that uh, you mentioned his name and Scott Huff kind of smiles and that's a guy who redshirted last year and not a lot of talk about him so far but we'll definitely keep an eye on him in the spring because we just haven't seen a lot of him. Mateo Mele.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And this is a guy who's only in his second year of oh, is finishing up his second year of playing. Um, offensive line. He was always a tight end all the way up until his senior year down at South Point Catholic in Arizona. And, and uh, the coaches are just super excited about him. He's added a lot of size because he needed to probably gain about 30 pounds when he arrived. And guess what? That's what he's done. He's about 290, 295 pounds. I think he might even be over 300 before the start of fall camp. But I'm um, excited to see how he's progressed. I know he was playing really well last year during the bull practices when the younger guys get a lot more reps. Um, so, you know, we'll just see how he, how he ends up, uh, going and what he ends up doing, but, uh, he's definitely making some progress in the right direction.
0: Julius Bulo and Nate Kalepo, uh, early enrollees, big offensive tackles, really raw. And it's, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect them to see the field, for, uh, this year, next year, and maybe a little bit the following year. It's going to take a while for those two guys.
1: Yeah, I think it will. They're they're the they're those kind of prospects that the coaches see their bodies and their athleticism, and they say, hey, we can work with these guys, but we're not going to expect them to contribute right away. It's going to be a little while. And you know what? You can live with it the way Washington is recruited in their depth. They've got a solid 8, 9, 10 guys that they can throw out there and don't have to throw people like Bulow and, and Colepo out there when they're not ready.
0: Chase, uh, Chase Scusa, big walk-on. He's a big kid.
1: Yeah, another big kid, 6'6", about 280, 285, somewhere in that range, and uh, came to Washington, could have gone to some smaller schools, but decided to go to the University of Washington, and I know that they really like him as a practice player. Uh, You know, With the way Washington has recruited um, along the offensive line, it's going to be tough for a walk-on to find his way into the lineup, but you know what? These guys are talented kids, and you just never know. A lot of it, you can't measure heart with a lot of these kids. And, and if these kids have that heart, they're going to be really solid players.
0: Offensive line. It's going to be interesting to watch them. I still think it's a position of strength. Coach Scott Huff has really got them rolling over there, but uh, uh, we'll make sure and keep you guys updated. And as a reminder, if you're looking for those daily updates, as well as any alerts on breaking news, Husky stadium at gmail.com subject line newsletter. We'll go ahead and get those in your inbox every day, as well as any breaking news. For all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grinolds along with Scott Eklund. Go, dogs.